This is 15 Minute Fundamentals, where we interview Crypto Project's core contributors and together walk through the charts available on Token Terminal. In this episode, we discuss the basics of Morpho, a lending pool optimizer that operates a peer-to-peer layer built on top of lending pools such as Compound and Aave. To cover the basics, lending protocols in DeFi typically work with either a peer-to-peer or peer-to-pool model. In a peer-to-peer model, users obtain loans and negotiate terms directly with other users, whereas in a peer-to-pool model, used by the likes of Compound and Aave, lenders deposit funds into pools of capital and borrowers take out loans against that pool. Interest rates are algorithmically designed to keep the market liquid and the utilization rates of pools below 100% by either incentivizing lenders or borrowers. Pool earnings, so interest paid by borrowers, are shared pro rata amongst lenders in the pool. Morpho plugs into these peer-to-pool lending protocols and optimizes lending rates for for users by matching lenders and borrowers peer-to-peer with the aim of improving capital efficiency and providing improved rates for both borrowers and lenders. To describe the market opportunity here, the current value of outstanding borrowers on Compound and Aave combined is over $3 billion. In total, they generate over $200,000 per day in interest fees, of which the majority goes to liquidity providers. Lending protocols typically generate revenue by taking a cut of the total interest fees paid. Looking at traditional finance, the peer-to-peer lending market is estimated to be valued around $500 billion, and looking at a well-established platform, Lending Club, we can see that they're currently generating over $1 billion in interest revenue per year. DeFi is currently only a small fraction of the lending market, but the potential is undoubtedly massive. In this episode, we'll find out how Morpho works, how it's positioned within the lending market, and what their plans are for the future. Hi, Paul. Welcome to 15 Minute Fundamentals. I'm super excited to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Before we start, could you just give the high-level intro to Morpho for anyone not familiar yet? Sure. So Morpho is a lending protocol, and it is special because it is built on top of existing lending protocols. So if you have Aave, then you have Morpho Aave. If you have Compound, you have Morpho Compound. And, and basically, Morpho is going to improve the capital uh, efficiency of the underlying lending pool. So it's a lending pool optimizer. If you go to Morpho Compound instead of Compound, you get better rates. You get the same liquidity, the same risk parameters, but with better rates. So it's really uh, some sort of parallel improvement of the existing lending pools. It's a bit unique of its kind, but uh, so far people have been liking it a lot. Uh, we just launched four months ago and we have like 200 millions in, in supply already and a lot of uh, integrations going on. Now, diving into how Morpho works in a bit more detail uh, to understand the uniqueness that you mentioned, how do you differ from other lending protocols in practice and achieve these lower rates? Yeah, sure. So maybe the good starting point here is to look at the rates of Aave or Compound. And you'll, you'll surely notice that there is a huge spread between the lending and the borrowing API. So it's like 1% to lend and 3% to borrow. And really the reason why you have such a huge spread between the two is the model, the mechanism design behind uh, Arvin Compound, where you have a lending pool and a pool is basically a place where you have many, many lenders and very few borrowers. So lenders are going to share the interests generated by the few borrowers. So if I'm a, a borrower and I'm paying 3%, then the interest I pay is going to be split over, let's say, three lenders that are each going to get 1%. And that is sub-efficient. And the idea with Morpho is to make things peer-to-peer, right? It's like, I'm a lender, I'm going to be matched with a borrower, and we're going to both agree on a 2% APY. Instead of lending at 1, I'm lending at 2. Instead of borrowing at 3, I'm borrowing at 2. So it makes sense, right? Yeah. It's win-win for both parties. But then why aren't all protocols peer-to-peer then? It's just because peer-to-peer used to be, before Morpho, very illiquid. It's like 
when you're lending capital, you have to wait for the borrower to repay because all of your capital is being borrowed. And Compound solved it and Aave solved it with a big lending pool full of liquidity, which is inherent of the fact that there is a spread is very linked with the fact that you have a ton of liquidity. But with Mofo, we basically combine the two models. So it's a peer-to-peer matching engine that is built on top of the lending pool that is going to get the capital efficiency boosts while remaining fully liquid because Morpho is basically tapping into the liquidity of the underlying pool. Got it. So when we have the peer-to-pool model and then we have the other side of the spectrum, which is the direct peer-to-peer, you kind of fall in between with combining these two in a hybrid model, correct? Yeah, exactly. So it, 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 in the early days, people tried peer-to-peer because that's basically what you have in traditional finance and the most efficient thing. But it didn't work because it was gas intensive and you didn't have too much uh, activity. And so as a result, it was very illiquid, right? You were borrowing capital, but you had to find the correct offer and you could not withdraw at any time, right? You were lending, but waiting for a borrow. And when once you lend, you could not withdraw. And so Compound and Aave did a trade-off of capital efficiency for liquidity, and they managed to have tons of liquidity in their smart contract because there is a huge spread, by the way. And thanks to that, users would be able to be very liquid, but it's sub-efficient. And so Morpho says, okay, let's just combine the two and we'll get the best of the two worlds. And yeah, so this is what we built. Morpho Aave is a protocol like is that is very capital efficient. So you have much better rates and native rates. And on top, you are fully liquid. So you, you can withdraw at any time, you can borrow at any time and almost any amount, like billions, basically. Got it. Now, how do you match the lenders and borrowers? And to to get the entire picture, what happens if either party leaves? How does that whole system work? Let's take an example. So let's say I'm Alice, and I'm supplying 100 DAI uh, to Morpho Away. And I'm the very first user. So Morpho is just going to put this liquidity into Away. And then Bob comes in and wants to borrow. So Bob is going to supply some ETH uh, as collateral and he's going to borrow 100 DAI. So when he clicks the borrow button, Morpho is going to withdraw the liquidity of Alice that has been sitting into the pool and give it to Bob directly. So you get the idea that before Bob came in, Alice was not matched peer-to-peer. She was sitting in the pool with the lending APY of Compound. And then Bob came in and they were matched peer-to-peer together and they're now enjoying 2% each. So it's uh, they have this capital efficiency boost because they're matched. And then maybe at some point, Bob or Alice want to stop the operation. And the idea is that Morpho is going to disconnect the two parties, have one leave and have the other one reconnect either with another user or with the pool directly. And so without getting too much into the technical details, a big part of the mechanism of Morpho is about having this fallback mechanism where basically you're able to, at any time, reconnect a user with the pool as you have to think of the pool as the lender of last resort or as a borrower of last resort, basically. Okay, that's great. So you have the efficiency that comes to the peer-to-peer model with a fallback to the peer-to-pool model. Exactly. So you ensure at least the rates that the peer-to-pool models would offer in any case. Yeah, so we basically ensure at least the rest of the underlying pool, at least the liquidity of the underlying pool, and at least the risk parameters of the underlying pool. So it's basically a fully enhanced experience from Aave to Morpho Aave. Exactly. And you've mentioned Compound and Aave. Which lending protocols does Morpho currently plug into? Is it these two? Yep, both of them. Okay. And do you have plans for the future? Do you think you'll be able to support like all uh, peer-to-pool? types of lending protocols? We have to be very careful with the different lending protocols that we integrate. 
in the last months, I don't know how many hacks has happened with due to like lending protocols that were like not taking seriously risk management, for example. So it's very difficult to be honest to to find good lending protocols that are truly taking risk management seriously. There are some, but the idea is that we, we want to take like the slow approach to basically like integrating lending posts one by one if they are relevant and if they are with minimal risk, obviously. That makes sense. Now, I wanted to ask how, from your perspective, are you positioned within the broader lending market in terms of are you a competitor to these protocols that you tap into or do you see Morpho as more of a complementing solution? It's a very complicated question. And actually, I've been discussing a lot with Compound and, and Avi on this very topic because the answer is that we don't really know. Is Morpho is, on the one hand, surely going to, you know, Take them users, right? Users are going to come from compound to morpho compound. You're going to have like a people match peer to peer. So it's going to be extracted out of the pool. So to this extent, you could say morpho is a competitor. But on the other hand, morpho is enabling rates that were never possible before. And by doing so, it's going to unlock your market, you know, your usage. And the reason why Aave and Compound are not so used today nowadays is because rates are not competitive with like the rest of the traditional finance, for example, and even not competitive at all. And, and Morpho helps taking the world decentralized lending market to this next stage where we are we have additional competitiveness with other like lending opportunities outside the decentralized world. So really you have, okay, surely Morpho is taking a share of the cake here. But on the other hand, Morpho is increasing the size of the pie. And that's, you know, the good thing uh, about it. So I, I would not say it's a friendly nor an adversary relationship. It's really like purely neutral. Like we, we did not think of like Aave as like uh, friends or as adversaries at all. We were just saying, okay, we want the best rates for the user and for the DeFi ecosystem. How can we achieve that? And you know, that was pretty much the reasoning behind it and, and the reason why we decided to go Morpho. Moving on to your business model, could you describe both the current situation and plan for who pays fees for what and who earns them? Yeah, sure. So for now, there is no fee switch that is thrown on. So the, the business model of Morpho is, is pretty obvious, actually. It's like Morpho is improving rates. And so Morpho is going to take a cut of the improvement that is made compared to the underlying product. So that, you know, as a user, you have a direct interest in using Morpho and Morpho is going to take a cut on the improvement that is made. So you don't lose anything. You still, as a user, keep earning more than on the, the compound pool, for example. It's just that Morpho is going to take a cut on that. So that's the way Morpho could be accruing fees, uh, but at the moment it is not. And, and the reason is that Morpho is not about a 20% APY opportunity. It's about a plus one, plus 2% APY opportunity. And I would say it's comparatively low compared to what you could get on uh, like, for example, huge liquidity mining opportunities. And so we don't want you know to hinder this improvement for the moment. There is also a regulatory risk to be frank uh, about it. Like Uniswap is a protocol that knows well about it. And so for now, we don't see any interest in, in turning like the, the fee switch on. Also, it's a business model that would work only with a lot of volume. Of course, we currently have 200 millions, but Morpho is, is built to work for billions uh, of, of liquidity. And, and we have plans to do much more than what we have now. And finally, we've raised $20 million in total thanks to Andres and Rovitz and Variant and 80 different investors in the space. 
So we don't really need for funding as Morpholab's software development company. So the fee switch is not uh, being discussed at the moment. Very well put. So at the moment, Morpho is not capturing any revenue and you don't need to either. That's clear. Now, if we look at the token terminal dashboard, we can see from your total fees, so interest payments, that borrowers are currently paying around five dollars to $20,000 in interest fees per day through your platform uh, to either peer-to-peer -peer lenders directly or lenders from these third-party lending protocols that you plug into. Now, as you facilitate lending activity on these third-party protocols, and they often have reward programs in place, how are you currently distributing these possible rewards like comp, et cetera, that you accrue? Yeah, so Morpho is to be a pure improvement of the underlying protocol. So to do so, Morpho redistributes every single comp token that is going to accrue. But like, I mean, rewards are starting to be some sort of, people start to realize how unsustainable rewards were or have been. And so it's kind of, uh, you know, Aave has already deactivated rewards. Compound has cut their emissions by two and they're looking to cut them completely from what I understood in the re recent governance forum post. So, you know, I, I don't think that this thing is going to last forever, to be honest. Completely agree with that. Now, how about the Morpho token? Uh, some people might be confused because you have a token, but it's not tradable or priced in any way. So can you explain its current purpose and how you're currently utilizing it for rewards? Yes. Yeah, so the Morpho token is a non-transferable token for now. So it's a token that can be distributed as part of like incentives programs, for example, but it is not transferable and hence it does not have any price or it does not have any market for it. So you can't trade it, you can transfer it and, and there is no price. You can just accumulate it as a user. And that's very cool because it enables the protocol to decentralize itself uh, and to have incentive mechanism in a quite neat fashion. And yeah, so that's the basic what we've been uh, doing with the Morpho tokens. So it now grants governance power. So people will be able to basically vote uh, with the token and, and decide, for example, on transferability at some point. And uh, yeah, so that would be the, the state of things. That's a pretty cool model. Haven't come across it too often either. Now back to business related drivers. What are you at Morpho currently mainly focusing on? And where are you finding your biggest growth drivers and possible challenges on that front? So in Morpho, we have different teams in Morpho Labs. And one team is working on research and the research team is focused on like mechanism design and token design. So they have challenges in both of those research topics mainly. Uh, I would say at the moment, the big focus is like business development. So we have no less than 200 protocols and apps that we're talking to to integrate Morpho. And Token Terminal was a great example of platform we've been in integrated in, but we have a ton to, to go next. And so this is our like next focus for now. So we're 17 in the team now, and uh, we're mostly technical people. Uh, actually, we were like 16 technical people and only one people from that we just recently hired from uh, in the marketing side of things. So we're very bad at, at marketing what we do. We have like a, a very product oriented team. And actually that's great because with the product only, we managed to get like 200 millions in, in total supply. So that's pretty cool. But now the goal for us is going to get to the next level. And to do so, you have to bring awareness around the protocol because like the protocol is not known at all. But hey, you picked a very good pod to come on from the marketing side. So I am biased, but I'm saying you're doing a good job. Definitely. <laughs> no, but yeah. Now, final question on my end is that in addition to everything that we just discussed, what's next for Morpho? What's on your product roadmap? We have a team that is deeply focused on mechanism design. 
and non-research. So we have a whole separate research team that does not code anything, that just research protocols, that just formalize stuff, prove stuff, and, and come to new paradigms and protocols, basically. So I'm afraid there's nothing I can say at the moment, but we are deeply working on many things. But uh, yeah, in time, we'll, we'll make them public, of course. I can't wait to see what all of these secret things are. And once they're live, let's definitely do this again and speak about them in more detail. Thank you so much, Paul, for this quick overview of Morpho. Best of luck to you and the team on getting everything done. And thanks for taking the time to do this. Thank you very much. And we'd advise anyone to, to check, take a look at Morpho through the token terminal interface, which has done an amazing job at, you know, bringing to the user a lot of very interesting metrics, in my opinion. So yeah, thanks for having me.